Again, Tiger fans, it's another week of Play by Play, along with Kent Lowe. I'm Chris Blair, and we couldn't be happier to have you uh, stop by our little show from the luxurious LSU Gold Studios in Tiger Stadium. Always joined with our dapper producer, Harrison Valentine, on the ones and twos. And Kent, uh, wow, what a great Saturday. Um, I mean, it was it was just it was it was just hard to fathom, you know, coming into campus. We knew it was going to be a big crowd, but you know, kudos to Southern University and their fans. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, thirty thousand, forty thousand. I mean, and I don't know how many went into the game, obviously, but I know from just walking around campus, there was a lot of purple and gold, as you would expect, but a lot of Columbia blue and gold. And uh, from all indications, talking to LSU folks after the game, got to uh, visit with a couple of Southern University fans. Everybody seemed to have a great time, which that's great for LSU, great for Southern, great for Baton Rouge, and great for Louisiana. Great for everybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew what we were about to experience. I got here at like 8 o'clock Saturday ooh, morning, ooh, ooh, and there was already tons of people on the campus. You know, there have been. People are now asking. What is a 6.30 kickoff? What is Kent Lowe doing at 8 a.m. over here? I mean. Probably still working on media credentials for oh, the game. Okay. Man, I mean, that's, it was. Uh, I feel lazy because I didn't get here until about 1.30. No, well, I mean, <laughs> your job doesn't really start. Once the game kicks, there's not much I can do. As I got far you. As you got to get all your hay in yeah, the barn you, early. You, I got you it. Got, you got those four hours when it all gets going there. Uh, but I thought it was a great night. I thought football-wise – even with the way the score started out so quickly, I thought we did things better. I thought we were a better football team in the ball game. I thought we saw some changes that worked better for LSU. And uh, I think there was stuff, again, to build on for next week for the opening of SEC play. As far as halftime, the two bands on the field together – I mean, that was as special as it could be. Scott Rabelais said in his column it was the first time he'd been touched by a halftime since the first home game after 9-11. And I would have to, uh, to me, I would have to agree. I mean, this was the best moment on that field at halftime probably since then. I mean, it was just very special now we have both bands performing, but to have them both performing together, I I thought that was very cool indeed. And you and I were talking before we started. Normally at halftime, the writers and media all rush out of the press area into the lounge so they can get the uh, halftime cookie assortment. There was no one out in the lounge at halftime. No, I, I, I was telling you, I, I typically, when the second quarter ends, we have some other things going on in our radio booth. I typically take off the headset like moments. Actually, as Brian Kelly is walking into the shoot back to the locker room, I'm normally coming out of the booth. And I'm usually looking down to the lounge to see how big the line is, yeah. like whether or not I'm going to go venture into that. And I kid you not, I came out of the booth, looked down the hallway, didn't see a soul, and for a split second it scared me. I thought it was the rapture. I thought, well, I know there were tons of media in here before the game. Where are they all at? And they were outside uh, uh, on the outside area, the terrace, as I like to call it, watching that halftime show. Uh, again, I, I thought the, the, the takeaways I have, Ken, are this. Yes, it was Power 5 taking on FCS. 
Um, can you glean a lot out of, you know, were we that much better than we were in week one? Maybe not, but I do think you can tell execution. And, and I think Coach Kelly talked about that uh, during his press conference on Monday, that there are things that regardless who the competition is, you can see that you right. as a team got better. So that was the encouraging part. Um, and I think that for Southern, and having spent 10 years uh, at Georgia Southern uh, prior to LSU, we, we would have these games. Uh, where we would take on Clemson or like we would take Nebraska, on Nebraska, maybe? Nebraska, yeah. yes. Um, Florida, we've got to yeah. remember that yeah. one. Um, but even when they got lopsided, and if they do, I think for Southern and Coach Eric Dooley, nobody significant injury for right. really either team, which is just great. That's the biggest yeah. win. But I think they're not going to play anybody else the rest of the year <laughs> like LSU. No. And so when they have anything positive happen, even when things went bad, that is a big-time teaching moment that they won't have to take on that type of competition again. So even though it looks like it's lopsided and you leave the stadium and you go, man, that's got to be awful for Coach Dooley and Southern 65-17, to 17, when you're on the other side of it, and again, speaking from experience, it's not what you think it is. There actually are some positives that the Jaguars will take uh, again this week taking on uh, Texas Southern over right. Houston. Well, I think one thing you can say, and I, I agree with what he said after the game, his kids still were playing hard late in the game, and it showed on a couple of their drives when they basically went to some of their uh, run packages and had some success. Their kids were still blocking and, and doing things and creating some space, and uh, I think, you know, like a, they're going to have, I think, a lot of success in the SWAC this year because I think they are a, a much better football team. And I think, you know, you just have to, you know, almost throw out the first two results and now get ready, like you say, for their SWAC opener as LSU gets ready for its SEC opener. Again, it was a great weekend. It was a great day to be here on campus. And I tweeted out yesterday, you know, the first ever meeting between these two schools. Uh, celebrating the history and tradition of college football in this very city. It was uh, really a, a proud moment for me to just be a part of it, you know, just to be able to take it in. Did you talk to any of your uh, Georgia Southern friends? Uh, oh, well, you know, they, they, start, they started half a half hour out in Lincoln before we did. And apparently they forgot that Chris has a job and has a game <laughs> because I was getting text messages uh, rapid fire there in the second half, which we had it under control, so uh, it wasn't that big a deal. But, yes, they were super excited um, and uh, unfortunately turned out to be the game that uh, bounced Scott Frost. Although, let's don't cry too many tears, $15 million. And it's amazing. They wait another couple more weeks, and I think it goes down to like six or seven million. But they they went ahead and said, "Let's write the man his fifteen million dollar check and move on." And of course, Mickey Joseph now is the uh, interim yep. head coach who was uh, here at LSU for a number of years. Now, football was uh, again fantastic day, but there was a lot of action for LSU teams. Another busy weekend for both LSU soccer and for LSU volleyball. Yeah, both were on the road. Uh, LSU uh, soccer was uh, up on the East Coast. They played uh, at Princeton and won that uh, match early in the weekend. And then on Sunday, had to travel and play uh, number six, Rutgers, in a big match. And uh, even though they lost it 3-2, to two, I think they feel like they showed they belong with a nationally ranked team. Uh, they had a lead in the match, but Rutgers came back at the end. But LSU played 
very well in the match, and I think there's a lot to build on as they open SEC play this coming uh, weekend on the road in Nashville against Vanderbilt. So a good one-and-one split for LSU on the road in soccer. And in volleyball, team was in Milwaukee this past uh, weekend, Chris. They Mm. played... Uh, we spent some the, time in Milwaukee. Yes, mm. we did. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, I try to forget that. Uh, <laughs> at the, uh, But they played at the uh, University of uh, Wisconsin-Milwaukee and then uh, played Marquette and ended up splitting those two matches. And now they will have one more week, I believe. Yeah, one more week of non-conference play. They will go to New Orleans this weekend for uh, a couple of matches in a Tulane uh, sponsored event with uh, Oregon State and then they will play the Green Wave on Saturday night. So a couple of more matches for Tanya Johnson and her team before their SEC schedule will begin and that will be at home uh, in a couple of weeks. All right. well again a busy busy time Uh, everything in full swing now men's golf women's golf as we mentioned soccer and volleyball Uh, A couple of things to look ahead for this week. Women's tennis going to be in Charlottesville for the Wahoo Invitational. I'll let you uh, handle that. Well, I mean, (laughs) Virginia's a lot like Auburn. They've got multiple mascots, depend on who you ask and what time of day. Uh, Volleyball, as you said, also going to be in action uh, down the road at Tulane. Swimming and diving will be uh, getting underway uh, this weekend with an inner squad. And then, of course, we're SEC football with uh, Mississippi State and LSU, as you mentioned, 5 o'clock. So, again, another busy week. Should be fun. Should be fun. Um, be interesting to see what the uh, Mike Leach offense looks like in its third year now uh, in Starkville. And they went to the West Coast in a late game that we were watching uh, while some of the writers were finishing up in the, the press box Saturday night, uh, pretty impressive, uh, I thought, at times against Arizona. Yeah, one thing, I think they, they, you know, Arizona put up a pretty good fight defensively uh, for maybe two and a half quarters. Uh, eventually, that air raid just, if, if you're yeah. out of position, one guy's out of position, suddenly it can snowball in a hurry. They eventually pulled away 37 to 19, but that game was in contention yeah, for a little definitely. bit. But what stood out to me, Kent, uh, as you said, a pretty good Arizona team, uh, what they expect to be a much improved Arizona team. All the headlines are about Mike Leach's offense, deservedly so. But Zach Arnett's defense at times uh, they forced some turnovers. Uh, they really hemmed in what Arizona wanted to do to move the ball, move the chains. And uh, so don't, don't sleep on Mississippi State's defense. In fact, last year I think they were 30th in the country in uh, defense. So again, you're always going to hear about the air raid and Mike Leach and the Pirate and throwing the ball all over the place for 50 times a game, which they will do. But uh, their defense also uh, pretty salty, as Brian Kelly said during his press conference. And you will hear more about them later in the week in your Hearing Voices podcast. Yeah, look at there. There we go. Plug. See, I got this down now. I mean, they told me when we got started that number one, Kent was a ratings bonanza, which I did not doubt. But the fact that now he's so smooth and is putting the teasers out and the promos out, yes, we will have Neil Price, voice of the Bulldogs. Do, you know, um, so we'll find out a little bit more. He's a good guy. He's he really a great is. dude. Yeah. Great dude. We'll yeah. hear more about Mississippi State coming up later in the week right here on LSU Gold. Well, it was, uh, as we said, an incredible weekend. A lot of people, a lot of moving parts. And uh, one team member here at LSU Athletics um, we get to hang around some pretty cool people, Kent. That's that's one of the perks of the job. But our next guest this week on Play by Play 
she gets to hang out with all of the LSU stars. And uh, we're going to be visiting with Leanne Westfall coming up after this quick break, right after this. Back on this week's show, and we're excited to have with us, uh, well, somebody who was awfully busy. We all were pretty busy this past Saturday, Kent, but uh, Leanne Westfall, who I've known her since she's been here a year uh, with the National L Club, but there has been a title change, right? and I even wrote it down. Uh, to make sure I got it's it right, because it sounds it sounds very important, and I want to get it right. Uh, Executive Director of External Relations and Letter Winner Engagement, Leanne. Thanks for joining us here on uh, Play by Play. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I, I, I mentioned that it was a is a busy weekend. The yep. good news is when you're busy, that means that we are really engaging in the letter winners and you guys were extremely busy this past weekend for the home opener definitely we had about 260 uh, guests at our l club tailgate this weekend so all those former players from all different sports it was awesome we're going to talk a little bit about what you do day to day and yeah. how that engagement is so important uh not only for athletics but certainly for the university as a whole but i thought can't we talk a little bit about her background because of course she went to college here in the state of louisiana but she has ventured she's done a few things yeah. Yes, yes. outside of the state, which, uh, again, call me wrong. I may be wrong. I, I like when you when you go to a different area and do something different, different sports even, not just uh, football or not just basketball, not just baseball. You've had a good variety. Uh, but how did you get back here to LSU and Baton Rouge? Yes, definitely. So I loved my time in Louisiana, and I knew I was going to come back. I love going. I'm originally from Houston, Texas. So I wanted to go back to Texas for a little bit, went to SMU in Dallas, and then went to minor league baseball in Omaha, Nebraska. So that was a far venture for me (laughs) out of the South. Um, But Louisiana was always calling me back home um, for sure. And I like to tell everyone um, I'm a Texas girl, but definitely turned Louisiana lady. You know, it's interesting because I've said this, I, I grew up in Eastern Kentucky and you know, now seven years here in Louisiana, while I wasn't born here, similar to you, it feels like I should have been because I really love everything about this state. Uh, so we got a little similarity there. Yeah, the uh, Storm Chasers. Uh, yes. In Omaha. And of course, great name, great name. I know. Everybody thinks, of course, of the College World Series in, in Omaha, but they have had a long, long history of very successful minor league baseball up there definitely and i was like if i'm gonna go work in baseball i might as well go to omaha so (laughs) it was it was fun i got i was there for the college world series also so i got to saw see coach jay johnson there um when he wasn't with the tigers yet so it was fun living there working there i got my hands in a little bit of everything minor league baseball you get to do it all everyone says it's the grind for the players and for the staff for sure yeah it's uh i was did some stuff with the the minor league team in Shreveport a good while ago, and you're right. There's a little of everything, you know, that you you have to be involved in for the success of the team, you know, and that type of thing. The main thing I want to find out, the Academy of Country yes. Music? Yes, yeah. Academy of Country Music And Board. do you still have access to tickets? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, that's a fair question. <laughs> well, I go back every year to work still. So that was my internship when I was in college um, with the operations and events team. And that's when I knew I wanted to do big events. I was tapping into either the entertainment or the sports world. And so now, obviously, I found my way back to sports. Those are my two passions always. But 
I get to go back the week of, work the show, work with the ops and events team every year. It's been great. This next year is going to be in Texas, so back in Dallas. My very first year I worked was in Dallas, too. Are they going back to the the, the football stadium? or They're going to Frisco. Oh, okay. Um, Probably the soccer about, stadium? Yes. Yeah, or the, yeah yes. the venue there? Yeah. So it's so cool. Each year it's different. I've been in T-Mobile Arena. Um, last year was in the new – what's the new one? In Vegas. Oh, uh, the football stadium. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Allegiant. Yeah. It was in yeah, Allegiant, yeah, which was cool. The Raiders so home, yeah. That's been fun because I get experience in a ton of different venues. And doing major events of different sizes and different sporting venues is cool because it applies to this job and every job still. You know, it's interesting you know, when you talk about you know wanting to be involved in either sports or entertainment, we all have the luxury of being around college athletic superstars right um and again we become fans of them because yeah. of what they what they do on the floor on the court or on the field and of course then we also care for them because they're part of our team and we're here to take care of them i would think similarly in the entertainment field there's that fine line of yes i'm a i'm a fan but you know when it's time to work i mean we're here on game day on basketball games, you're in the locker room, you're on the bus, we're on the bus, but you you know, yeah. you can't be super fan. You got a job to do. I imagine you learned that pretty early on working uh, as an intern at the ACM. Definitely. So I'm a big country music fan. <laughs> so of course I am fans of all the people, all the stars that were at the ACMs, but it was, that's where I really learned being in that kind of environment, how to work professionally with stars essentially. And it's prepared me specifically for this role too. I mean, LSU former athletes are pretty much to the same standards in my eyes as country music stars. <laughs> yeah, they got so. a few stars. There's yes, no doubt. For sure. So let's talk about, uh, again, the day to day. And, and yeah. I know the, the, the title change, but uh, again, tell us a little bit about what you, your team, and how you integrate into athletics um, to, to put on the events you do. And why is it important? Definitely. External relations, that addition to my title is really. So it covers all the extra things I do, I would say, beyond letter winner engagement. And honestly, all these other aspects, I'm still engaging the letter winners in those activities as well. So the new community relations department has been um, really exciting for me to spearhead and oversee. I have uh, Pauline Zernot and Kevin Falk on my staff. So that's been great to implement. Also, just any of these ancillary events. So some of our department priorities, um, getting to help put on a call to men, which um, we brought to the campus for our staff as um, part of our department priority to uh, the prevention of sexual, sexual assault and domestic violence. So that was a big event me and my staff got to implement. Um, so anything going out in the community and connecting our letter winners in, I think that's important because this is the place that our former athletes called home, Baton Rouge. And so getting them involved in not only the athletic aspects in our athletic department, but in the Baton Rouge community and bringing them back um, has been really exciting to oversee and facilitate. You know, one of the things, Chris, that uh, Leanne was very much involved in was the statue unveiling for the Maravich family. That was quite an event. Uh, the place, uh, the decorations and the basketball gym were, were just amazing and the whole event turned out to be a, a very special night that I know the Maravich family really involved really enjoyed but I mean it was great to see all those people back seeing 
all the former players come back, that's when things can be very special around here. That was definitely one of my favorites. And that's what makes it so rewarding to me is seeing you don't realize how special it is. And some people, they haven't been back in 10 years. And I'm the first person that brought them back and for some event or some some reason. And it's really special to see them, their moment when they step on campus, whether it's in the gym, um, on the field, wherever it is. It's really, really cool. You know, you've heard uh, almost all our coaches now, but especially like new coaches like Coach Kelly and Coach McMahon, Coach Mulkey's talked about it like Jay Johnson. They all are very interested in making sure the former players now are really a big part of the program and the athletic department. I think that's just really great to see. You know, I think women's golf, I saw a tweet from one of the former athletes. They sent them some swag, you yeah. know, from the program and all. And I think little things like that 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 you're involved in with the L Club is really a big deal for these people to, to be involved and just, you know, people to reach out and say, come join us, be a part, you know, come back and, and see what's happening on your campus. Yes, each of our head coaches have been super passionate about bringing the former athletes, especially some of the new ones, because they want to, they all talk about the legacy that they left, the former athletes left, and they want to continue to build upon that legacy. Coach Kelly always describes he's the caretaker of the program. And it's been great to see their passion. We have a reunion, a different sports-specific reunion, every single weekend this fall. So that's how passionate our coaches are about it. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I know Jay Johnson, a baseball coach, you know, one of the things he said to me that, you know, another many reasons why he loves being at LSU, he said, you know, we're at a program now with our facilities the importance of having those former players come back. And he said, you can come here on any random day in the offseason and see major league stars that, right. again, are also great role models for what could lie ahead for the current Tiger roster. Uh, and to have that, again, as you said, all the coaches really gravitate to that because not only does it help show the success of the program, the, the tradition and history of the program, but it also is a very – close link to those players who will have to make those type decisions possibly in two years three years or four years how to handle their business right. how do they handle the off season uh what have they learned in the professional ranks there's also uh, sorts of, of benefits uh to that now let's let's talk one of the things we like to do on play-by-play -play is with our guests kind of take people inside the operations of, of okay. what we do here. And and again, we it was just coming off that Saturday, I'm not sure what the numbers were. I know at one time estimated maybe 200,000 people in and around oh, yeah. the campus area, which when I arrived here around 1.32 o'clock, you would have thought it was an SEC pivotal, <laughs> you know, Western Division title type game uh, from the crowds. But talk a little bit about this weekend and the number of former athletes you had back and just the logistics of getting everybody here, knowing where they can stay, getting them to camp. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. stuff that it's great to see them over in your area near the Marivit Center to say, hey, there's so-and-so and there's so-and-so. But to get them here, I mean, on a game day, that's not easy. Definitely. And I think I underestimated the um, 
magnitude of this weekend with the Southern versus LSU because the whole Baton Rouge community was here. I had people, former players, the whole week leading up texting me, calling me, which is exciting because that means they know that we're here to welcome them home. Um, But getting them here, making sure they were taken care of. We love to take care of our former players, and we want them to know they're always welcome back. And so um, a lot of things were new this, this game day weekend. So we have a new coaching staff, and it's been awesome to know that everybody got the information they needed. Um, we moved our tailgate inside the PMAC. So that was a big, um, big change that we communicated to all of our former athletes, making sure they knew where to go and where they could, they could all reunite, essentially. Um, they, there's a special section inside Tiger Stadiums that our former athletes uh, get to sit in and enjoy the game um, right by the band. So they, they get to relive the, <laughs> relive the days. So that was great. And um, just ancillary events around as well. You talk about some of the players, former athletes that come from out of town. They've obviously yeah. got to plan travel, get here and all of that. But one of the things that I think makes LSU special, it's one of the things I learned very early on, is there are a number of student athletes, some of which went on to play professional, some of them went on to just careers. Right. But there's a lot of them that maybe didn't grow up here, went to school here, but they still either live here or nearby here. And yes. I said that, I, to me, that speaks a lot about LSU as a university and as a university family. Um, and I imagine that creates plenty of opportunity when you're trying to tie in former athletes and the community because there's so many that are again within 30 40 miles that spend a lot of time here in the capital city no i agree and that's one of my favorite things i have like my running list of of former athletes that are still in this area another thing i do is a lot of engagement with the current student athletes i work with our nilsu team our tiger life team to introduce former athletes build the be the bridge with former athletes and the current student athletes because they're they can be that mentor for them they could be that potential employer one day and we do a lot of panels um, a lot of different events where i want the current student athletes to connect with the former ones and then the ones that stay in the baton rouge community it's it's great to call on them whenever we need them you know you mentioned the the nil uh, nilsu i think that's a very important thing with the connection between current and former because there are certain opportunities and also I would think some of some of them could be a teaching aspect as to you know even though they didn't have that when they were there they understand what they have to do as far as post life and uh, right getting their financial things in order once taxes all yeah exactly (laughs) exactly no you're absolutely right but once it once it happens and they begin to make some money down the road yeah we've hosted a few events we hosted build your board um that was a huge event it was a seated dinner and we specifically paired current student athletes with business professionals which majority of them were former athletes um based on their major or what they are interested in or um a focus for specifically when it comes to NIL deals or their brand. And it was really cool to see some of the relationships formed at that event that I've continued on. Men's basketball is actually um, wanting to implement a mentor mm-hmm. program. So myself and uh, Dr. Weintz at Tiger Life are working with that, pairing former basketball players with the current ones um, for like right. a monthly monthly Zoom, monthly chat, just to because they can give them that real world advice and yeah. things that they might not be thinking about right now, no. but one day will. Well, Kent, um, we'd love to sit here and talk with Leanne for for hours on hours. But as I mentioned, her job is is very busy. And while we got through the big weekend with Southern and LSU, 
Right around another. the corner, we got another one. It's the SEC opener with Here Mississippi we go. State. <laughs> right and back it'll, at it all over. It'll be another great weekend for the the uh, L Club and, and and obviously for those former student athletes. But last thing I got for you I was checking out your bio, and it says obviously you love watching sports. Uh, you like to work out. I understand both of those. But crafting, what, yes. what, what are we? What are we crafting? What 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 can you craft for us? Leah? So I actually have a room dedicated just to crafting. Uh-oh, um, I've got out. a vinyl machine, a heat press. You need some well, what decor. Kind of, what kind of products we are we some, pumping I mean, out? We need some I, more I could spruce this room here. up, yeah, probably. It's already go. looking fabulous, but I could add my touch. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need a shirt, a hat, a koozie, a, right. a bed frame. I don't know. I do it all. It's all right. fun. Uh, now, I, now I understand it. Well, that's great. <laughs> well, Make my list and send it yeah, over. Yeah. I crafted a, what I'm calling a wine bistro table. I've crafted that for my front room. With, that was some, a little bit of woodworking, actually. Oh, wow. Involved. Well, that's serious. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not advanced, but I can do it. Studio could use one of those oh, <laughs> if she knows anything about woodworking our studio the radio yeah. studio she yeah. could do a lot of work yeah. in fact i think if i just got a bedazzler i could probably make our studio look a lot better um, leanne thanks for all that you do you really do a fabulous job and everywhere i go i hear people talking about you know what you have done in a very short amount of time so uh, congratulations on your early success looking forward to more and uh maybe we'll check in down the road a little bit and uh, keep everybody up to date on what some big events you have coming up I would love to. Thank y'all. All right. Leanne Westfall has joined us here on Play by Play. And Kent, you know, they say time flies when you're having fun. we got to wrap up another week, and uh, we'll be back here next week talking SEC football after the LSU-Mississippi State game. Yeah, it's going to be good this weekend. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, early start. Don't don't be late. Uh, don't be late to the booth. So no, no. Day. You'll have to pay a $10 fine. Yeah, that's Coach right. Kelly. Exactly. exactly. By the way, you want to put a prediction on the game? You that bold? I think it'll be close. I think uh-huh. a touchdown would be the difference for the Tigers. All right. Hey, I'll take that. You know, as uh, Coach Eric Russell used to say, 42 is more than 41. That's we'll take exactly it every right. Time. As was proven in several games this week. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for stopping by again this week. And uh, thanks to Leanne. As always, thanks to the uh, unflappable Kent Lowe. And uh, we'll see you this time next week. For everybody, this is Chris Blair. So long, everybody. <laughs> 